How many of you love him today? He's worthy, isn't he? Amen. Somebody shout Jesus. I want to preach to you for just a moment. This is out of the book of Mark, the second chapter. Let me read it for you. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. How many of you know that when Jesus is in the house, folks know it? Amen? It said, soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word and just ask you to have your way today. We thank you, God, for everyone that's here. God, we pray for those, God, that are listening online. We just ask that you would apprehend hearts, God, and change lives. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. I want to preach to you for a minute on this, if you'd say this with me. Rooftop Revelations. Time, Rooftop Revelations. I thought about what had happened. Jesus came back and people began to gather where He was at because there was a hunger in their heart to hear Him. Everybody say, hear Him. See, he's, if you don't have a hunger for the Word... If the only hunger we've got is for things we see or things we feel, then our hunger is going to get out of whack. How many of you remember when you was a kid, you were not allowed to eat only ice cream? You couldn't have just candy. I shared with you before when it was, it was Halloween, we were getting ready to go trick-or-treating, and my dad looked at me and he said, you're not trick-or-treating until you eat the green peas that are on your plate. That's the hardest decision of my life. Whether or not I was going to eat those green peas staring at me. See, we like the sweet stuff, right? We like it when everything's going right and we feel a shout. But how many of you know that it's the Word that will get you through the valley of the shadow of death? It's the Word that will sustain you in hard times. And so he's preaching the Word. And man, there is a multitude of people that have crowded around that house. Now there's some folks that show up that know this guy doesn't just preach the Word. He is the Word in action. And so they brought a man that was paralyzed. He couldn't walk. And they wanted to get him to Jesus. And they start trying to find a way to get in the door. And they can't find a way to get in the door. And all of a sudden, they looked up at the rooftop and they got a revelation. How many of you know you got to make up your mind? I'm going to get to him however I've got to get to him. I, I, if I can't get through the door, I'm going up on the roof. I am going to get in his presence. People grab. Do you understand the faith that they had in Christ for those men to grab that man and carry him up on that roof? And then they started ripping the roof off. When they started ripping the roof off, something was about to happen. Everybody say, they let him down from the roof. <laughs> I always wondered what Jesus thought when he was in there teaching and debris started falling around him. And, and he looks up and, and there are guys that are ripping the roof off. I wonder what the owner of the house thought when he saw them ripping his roof apart. And he's hollering, stop that, stop that. But you know, these people have such a desire to see their friend's life changed. 
that they'll say they they made up in their mind I'll pay any price I'll do anything I've got to do to get my friend in the presence of Jesus I wonder if there's anybody you can think of right now that you feel that way about anyone in your life that maybe their life has been paralyzed Maybe there's something going on in their life and it's just stopped them cold in their tracks and they can't move forward. And you know in your heart, if you could just get them in the presence of God, that it would change everything for them. Look, fighting back strongholds isn't easy, but it's always worth it. Turn around, look at your neighbor and say, it's worth it. So they start ripping the rip off. They let this man down. And when they let him down from the roof, and there he goes, and all of a sudden, people are looking up, and when the man gets right in front of Jesus, Jesus looked at him. Now, these guys brought him to be healed. And everybody's watching for Jesus to heal him. But instead, Jesus looked at him and said, Who? Or, and, and, and he looks at him and he said, My child, your sins are forgiven. Don't anybody get excited just because his whole destination changed. See, we get excited about somebody getting healed, but you could get healed and go to hell. But when you get your life changed, when your sins are forgiven, do you understand that all of hell won't be able to hold you down when that trumpet sounds? That there is a complete transformation that's happening in your life. And so he said, your sins are forgiven. And when he said that, some of those Pharisees, how many of you have ever seen that Pharisee spirit? You know, they've just changed clothes. The spirit's still around. And all of a sudden, he, they, they make this statement and said, who does that man think he is that he, forget, he can forgive sins? Well, Jesus let him know who he was. Matter of fact, he told him in John 10 and 9, he said, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastor. These guys were about to experience a rooftop revelation. They took him on the rooftop to let him down in the presence of Christ. But when they got him up on the rooftop, they ended up finding the door to get into heaven. How many of you looking for the door today? Jesus is the door. He is the door. Jesus just looked at him and he said, Look, I know what's probably going on in your mind. I'm putting it in the Rick McNeely translation. I know what's going on in your mind today. That you're sitting there and you're wondering, can this man heal this guy? I mean, if he's saying forgive your sins. He can't forgive your sins. It always reminded me of that Clint Eastwood movie. He said, I know what's going through your mind. He said, you're wondering whether or not I got another bullet left. He said, so you've got to ask yourself a question. Do you feel lucky? <laughs> How many of you know that Jesus has always got more ammunition? <laughs> and all of a sudden he looked at me and he said, I'm going to do this so you can understand that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Because I want to ask you a question. Is it easier for me to look at him and to say your sins are forgiven, which doesn't require any type of sign? Or for me to say, right, take up your bed and walk. He said, but so you'll understand, I've got power to forgive sins and to heal. He said, take up your bed and walk. And that guy jumped up and went walking out of that house changed forever. Everybody say, a rooftop revelation.
Now stay with me here for a second because I got to thinking about this and I looked at this and this is recorded in the book of Mark. Mark is the first gospel to be written after Christ's death. Peter referred to Mark as his son in the faith. If you read 1 Peter, I believe it's 5 and 8, he talks about his son Marcus. So Mark hung around with Peter, probably after Paul had <laughs> sent him away. And then as he's hanging around with Peter, he gets Peter's perspective of everything that Jesus did. So as he begins to write his gospel, he's heavily influenced by Peter's perception of what happened during those three and a half years. So having said that, it's important that you understand this. That when this man was let down from the rooftop, when his life was changed, when his sins were forgiven, Peter was there watching it all happen. After Jesus would be crucified and be resurrected, Peter was getting ready to have his own rooftop revelation. He's at a guy's house by the name of Sam and the Tanner. Or Tanner, I'm sorry, the Tanner. And he's, he's sitting at, at that house, and what he doesn't know was across town in Joppa, there's a guy by the name of Cornelius. Everybody say he's a Roman. He's a Roman officer. And he's a Gentile. Let me just paint a picture for you here because the Jews despised the Romans. They were occupying their nation. They despised Gentiles. They thought Gentiles were dogs. But there is a Roman officer that's a Gentile. His name is Cornelius. And he has been praying to God. As a matter of fact, this is what the Scripture says about Cornelius. It says in Acts 10... It talks about Cornelius and he, he makes a statement and he, he says that he is a devout, God-fearing man and so was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. Now Cornelius is praying and God sends an angel down. Have you ever had people tell you that you didn't matter? Have you ever had people push you back and, 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 and make you feel like you weren't enough? Only to have God show up in your life to let you know, look, if I'm for you, who can be against you? An angel shows up, and when the angel shows up, he tells Cornelius, send down to Simon the Tanner's house, Peter's there, and tell him to come. He's going to tell you what you're going to need to do. So he goes down there, and when the men get there, Peter's on a rooftop. Everybody say, a rooftop revelation. Peter's on the rooftop, and he falls into a trance. And all of a sudden, it said that there was a sheet that was knit by four corners, and it started coming down. And when it came down, it had all manner of creatures on it. There were pigs on that blanket. There was... There, there was Probably some worms on that blanket. There's all kinds of stuff on that blanket. And the Lord said, Rise, Peter. Kill and eat. He said, What are you talking about, God? He said, I'm not doing that. He said, Nothing that nothing unclean, nothing that's net, that, that has been unsanctioned by Jewish law has ever entered my mouth. He said, I'm not going to do that. 
But this happens three times. And after the third time of that coming down and Peter saying, Lord, nothing is ever common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. And God spoke to him and said, what I have cleansed, don't you call common and unclean. And all of a sudden, Peter's trying to figure out what's going on. This is happening on a rooftop. Somebody say deja vu. He'd, he'd, been, he'd, seen some, he'd seen something else come down from a rooftop one time. It was a man coming down. And what happened? The Lord said, your sins are forgiven. And then the Spirit tells him, he said, now, there's some men at the door. You go down and go to, go to where they want you to go because I, I've sent them here for you. He goes to Cornelius' house and he's standing in this Roman's house that's a Gentile. And Cornelius explained what happened. And when Cornelius explained what happened, Peter's looking and he's shaking his head. He said, you all know that it's against Jewish law for me even to be here in your house. But when I was up on that rooftop, I got a revelation. I saw something coming down. And when I saw it coming down, I was trying to push it away from me. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Don't you push away what I've cleansed. Don't you try and reject what I what I have died for. Somebody hear what I'm saying. A rooftop revelation. One more time came down saying, Their sins are forgiven. And in that moment... While he's ministering to them, the Holy Spirit fell and they all began to speak with another tongue. That's the Spirit of God. <laughs> Praise God, I thought an angel had just showed up. <laughs> My goodness, she's about to see a rooftop revelation right here. Though. Getting ready to be resurrected. Praise God. Whatever happens now is no longer my fault. <laughs> he, I can't help but think that that's got to resonate with Peter when he sees that blanket come down and he's looking at it and he sees all these things that are unclean. And I wonder if his mind went back to when Jesus was with them and the roof got ripped off. And a man got let down on a blanket. And Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. Let me tell you what I believe. I believe that God is getting ready to apprehend lives that we thought were unapprehendable. There has been a shift that happened. Do you, do you understand that when Peter did this and, and word got back to Jerusalem, what had happened, everybody got mad at Peter. And they started saying, what are you doing? And Peter stopped him and said, now you wait a minute. I got a revelation on the rooftop. I was out there and I saw this sheet come down and I saw all these things that were on it that were unclean. And the Lord spoke to me and said, what I cleansed, don't you call common and unclean. And he said, while I was speaking to him, the Holy Spirit fell on them. He said, who was I to stand in the way of God? Isn't it odd that sometimes religion can stand in the way of God? Sometimes we get in our mind that because people have lived a certain way, 
or they've gone through certain things or they've had things stuck in their arm or they've you know, inhaled stuff. Or, do you understand that some of the hardest people to save were the ones that think they're alright? Are the ones that feel like they don't have need of physician. But I'm telling you that there's been a shift in the atmosphere and God is beginning to pour His Spirit out and He's telling us, you better get ready for what I'm getting ready to do because I'm getting ready to release something in the atmosphere. Somebody say release it. Where'd you go, Jason? <laughs> so, well, think about this. What are you going to do when all of a sudden God begins to rip the roof off of your faith? He begins to rip the roof off of your understanding. And He starts reaching out to people that you thought were impossible to be touched by the Gospel. Somebody say a rooftop revelation. I got to tell you, I believe with all my heart that God is getting... Hey, Mike, turn on my other mic. Hello? Hello? All right. That's good. Hang on. I believe with all my heart that God is getting ready to send a sheet down. Everybody say, He's ripping the roof off. Think about this. Think about if all of a sudden you find yourself in a place, Peter fell into the trance. And, and, uh, and when he did, all of a sudden, there was a sheet that comes down to him. And when that sheet comes down, it is loaded with all kinds of things that he felt like he couldn't touch. But God's saying, look, because I've touched it, you don't have to worry about it because it's changed now. Can I ask you a question? When your blanket comes down... What's going to be on it? When you get your rooftop revelation, when God lowers that blanket down, let me ask it this way, who is going to be on it? Who in your life, who in your mind have you had contact with, have you, you spoke to, and they, they were so hard against God that you felt like they'll never be saved? And you turned and walked away. I want you to get ready for your revelation. God's getting ready to take you higher than you've ever been before. So He can rip the roof off of your faith. You know, sometimes we talk about our faith hitting a ceiling. Well, I can't, I can't believe past this. I can't get past this. And, and we let that become a hindrance to us. And we always find ourselves hitting the ceiling. And man, I just feel like... How many of you have ever made that statement said, I feel like my prayers are just hitting the ceiling. I feel like my prayers are just, you know, surrounded by walls and not getting through. And I believe that God is saying to us, you better get ready because I'm going to rip the roof off. And your faith is getting ready to excel in a way that you didn't think was possible. I'm going to use you. Would you stand with me today? I don't know. If, are, are you able to do it? All right. The praise team will go up with them and you guys can do this together. I thought about, but can I ask you a question? How many of you here today, I mean, you really deserved to be saved? Wave your hand. 
if you really deserved to be saved. Do you know what grace is? Let me tell you the difference between mercy and grace. A child is told by his parents, if I catch you in that cookie jar again, I'm spanking your bottom. And then all of a sudden, a couple days pass, and you walk in the kitchen, and there's that child with his hand all the way up to his elbow in that cookie jar. Mama comes in and catches him. Says, you know what I told you. And the boy's frozen. Eyes wide. He's trying to pull his hand out of the cookie jar, but he's been caught. And then all of a sudden, Mama looks at him and says, I'm going to show you mercy. I'm not going to give you the spanking. Grace, mercy, withholds from us what we deserve. Mercy stops the spanking. But grace gives you the cookie. Grace gives you what you don't deserve. There's not a one of us here today that we're deserving of His grace. But raise your hand if you've received it anyway. Look at those hands going up. You've been touched by the grace of God. This is what I want to tell you today, and I believe in my heart. When the Lord spoke to me, and I, I talked about this last week, when the Lord spoke to me and said, you're approaching this the wrong way, you're not going to change their mind. You have to change their heart. And then I heard him say, stir up the gift that's inside of you. Preach my word. And I realized something. That it's the word that changes lives. The Bible said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus said, I am the door. When they couldn't get through the door, they went through the roof. And when they went through the roof, they found the door. Hear what I'm saying to you. You can't back up. You can't give up just because you hit a hard spot in your walk. You can't throw up your hands and say, man, what's the point? I'm never going to get past this. Cornelius was considered despised by the Jews. But the Bible said that his prayers had come up as a memorial before God. And God lifted the roof off. God changed everything. And Cornelius came in. It's time for us to lift the roof off. I'm going to ask Eddie if it would, he gets his saxophone. He's going to play Amazing Grace. I want you to listen to it for just a moment. Would you do it? Amazing Grace.
and I want you to look at them as I say this. How many, how, how many of you have ever done any roofing before? Wave your hand if you've ever done any roofing. I was on a roof one time, and what I, what I learned about roofs is sometimes there's more than one layer you have to take on. How many of you know what I'm talking about? See, you, you, sometimes I've seen as many as five layers on a roof. And they said, it's a wonder this thing didn't collapse in on itself. Hear me. You can't, God did not make you to just keep carrying layer upon layer upon layer in your life. He wants to rip your roof off and give you a brand new tomorrow. Somebody say, just rip the roof off. So as, as you hold them by the hand, look them right in the eye, and I want you to say this with me. I am committed to rip the roof off. I, I don't care how many layers there are. I'm going to keep talking to them. I'm going to keep sharing with them. And I'm going to, if I have, I'm just going to take it one layer at a time until I get to the heart of the matter. And then Jesus is going to which welcome them in as the door. Somebody say, I'm lifting the roof off so they can come into the door. Amen. Come on, give my hand clap of praise. They're going to sing. I'm coming down. If you want to be baptized, be at that tank when I get down there.
eyes open. But it's a heart that's been transformed by the power of God. That's what he died for. That's why he gave his heart, his life for us. Can you give a hand clap of praise? There are angels rejoicing today in heaven over We praise you for it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Now, anyone, anyone that wants to be baptized, go over there. We're getting ready to crank this up. I'm not going to make you get in cold water if you want to be baptized. We're going to heat it up. This, this thing will put out 200 and something degree water in just a matter of seconds. So if you want to be baptized, go ahead and uh, step over here, and then we'll, we'll take care of that for you. Come on, somebody love on each other and tell them God's alive and well in Jesus' name. God bless you today. We love you.